Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gypsy Poet Radio here on blogtalkradio.com, front slash Gypsy Poet. I'm the Gypsy Poet, and this time, guys, this weekend, on the, uh, this wonderful, wonderful July weekend, i got to tell you something. I am doing two shows with featuring local artists. So this afternoon, I'm featuring my friend and a wonderful musician, Patrick Neal. But tomorrow's episode, I'm going to be featuring Rain on the Aftermath. Absolutely great band. But before I do that, I just wanted to say a great big hi there and hello and a shout-out to my friends over at Stone Tone Guitars and more. Great company. I absolutely love what they do, and they supply guitars for all my rock star friends. Absolutely amazing people. I cannot wait to see what else they come up with. So Stone Tone Guitars and more, they've got a lot coming. And also i got to send out an extra special thanks to my friend Billy Carlin, for being such a supporter of GPR. Thank you so very much. Anyways, coming back to my friend here, Patrick Neal. Patrick, Patrick, my friend, show me some love. Are you there? Yes, how are you doing? What's up? I'm, I'm good, I'm good. All righty. So I know that you are a local essay musician and poet. I have to say it because I'm a poet myself. I'm really thrilled to have you on the program. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this. Okay, let's start with your music first. Okay. okay. Who or what is your muse? Jimi Hendrix above all anything, uh, definitely. And I know it's cliche for a lot of people to really look up to him, but you know I really mm-hmm. do identify with his music styles and just the way he feels and expresses his um, ideas and everything and his feelings through his music and through his hands. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So first and foremost, um, Pink Floyd, The Doors, Rolling Stones, a lot of classic rock. And uh, mm-hmm. also, um, I'm a self-taught classical guitarist, and uh, you know, just learned by ear and transcribing music from the piano to the guitar. Um, found it really like just an awesome time for me is to to lock myself in a room and you know just kind of uh, learn a song and just uh, deny myself to eat or drink or anything like that until I've actually learned what I'm supposed to learn. You know, so that's kind of where it began. But now I'm I'm to the point where you know I'm just kind of uh, more progressed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Very good. Alrighty. So, um, do you have any particular classical guitar influences? Uh, yeah, Andre Segovia, uh, Augustine Barrios. Mm-hmm. Definitely those two. Those two are like my my main favorites. The other ones are just like I said, transcribed from Beethoven, Bach, you know, um, Canon and D, stuff like that. You know, I mean, this is kind of my my grassroots, I guess you can say, in my musical foundation. Um, so I've kind of, uh, you know, um, I've, I've kind of, uh, have different, uh, influences as well. And, and when I play guitar, um, I, I'm also playing with a band named Blind Alley. Mm-hmm. And Blind Alley is... <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit more about Blind Alley. You've got a bluesy mixed feel with a bit of old school rock, which is your influence, is it here? Um, how did this band begin? Well... This band began with Ernest Martinez. He's my main drummer. And uh, we would just basically have all our songs ready to go. So whatever venue we would get into, because we didn't have much time allowed, we would just play them back-to-back, you know what I mean, just kind of in a hurry. you know. Um, so that's basically where, where it kind of came from. And it was a band called Puzzle Box in the beginning. Um, was, I had to change the name because there was another uh, jazz band named Puzzle Box. So um, I had no choice but to change it to Blind Alley. But the songs are the same, you know. 
Understandable. And uh, we're all we're actually on uh, www.reverbnation.com backslash blindalley76. So you can also um, find us there. You know, look, listen to our music and find up coming gigs and stuff. I I want to let people know that those that are listening, you can actually look on the show link and you can see that um, I have all of Patrick's links on here, including the band link. And I posted one particular song called Trouble. What's the story behind Trouble? Well, you know, it's just a transitional period in my life, you know, where I've had friends and they kind of show their true faces, you know what I mean? And you just kind of have trouble with with it. And it's just just always bothering you, you know what I mean? Just just trouble on your mind. Um, Yeah. My question so, is, um, I know you have many compilations here of, um, of of your material on Reverb Nation and SoundCloud. Have you thought about putting together an album? Yes, definitely. That is like, you know, something I'm really trying hard at doing right now is just finding the the right uh, studio that can offer the right kind of, you know, leeway for me, I guess you can say. So uh, that's, that's the only thing really holding me back, you know, is it's like sound quality. You know, I really need to get into that studio that's not going to charge me an arm and a leg. <laughs> I think that's what they're all looking for, trust me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes, obviously. Okay, you have been also involved in the publishing industry, uh, the writing and publishing industry, I should say. Um, tell me a little bit about this. This is very, very interesting based on my research and, of course, my previous talks with you. Well, my first book uh, named Control Factor is actually available on, Amazon, on Amazon.com. And the synopsis basically says a sparse human population in this well-detailed future a post-apocalyptic novel nervously coexists with the story and the descendants of biologically modified super soldiers engineered during the unwinding of our world. It is against a strange backdrop that an unlikely hero, Joe Flanagan, rescues Eva from a cult commune and yada, yada, yada. You know, so... Um, it kind of gets you involved with it. Um, it also continues as a, as a trilogy. I have the Control Factor series available on Amazon, Amazon.com. Okay. Um, but before then, uh, before your book became available on Amazon, um, you were involved in the. Uh, you, you were actually published with uh, with a publisher, correct? Right, right. I was published with Ignos. That's A I G N O S. Mm-hmm. And they're they're a bilingual publisher. Spanish English, you know, they gave me the shot, they gave me the chance, you know, I did what I could, you know what I mean, so a lot of artists, you know, they go with them or, you know, they learn to do things on their own, so, um, but they did teach me a lot and, you know, I really wouldn't take back anything, you know, I would not, like, unsign that contract, That it was just the best thing that ever happened to me, really, Very, very cool. and it kind of changed things. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me something, Have, uh, where are you from originally? Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Oh wow, that's that's pretty far out. <laughs> it's a long way from Texas, a long way from San Antonio, for that matter. Um, what do you know about that place? Well, all I really know is that I was delivered C-section by two Amish nurses. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, you know, I don't really know. I, I think it's close to some place called Hershey. You know what I mean? I don't know. But uh, had I stayed there, you, you know, I probably would have had a horse named Jed or something. So. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, so let's talk about what uh, what brought you all the way to Texas. Well, I'm not sure. You know, I mean, um, it was like a a box with little holes, and they shipped me. You know, as a baby. <laughs> I love that. 
Oh, okay. Let's so let's talk a little bit more about your music here. What's uh, what do you, what are you planning to do with it? What, I'm definitely going to get my um, album um, out soon. It's going to be all my bluesy favorites because uh, my primarily vision uh, with music is is blues rock. You know, I mean, it's kind of a blues rock fusion with jazz influence with uh, a little bit of folk and rock and everything else. You know, I mean, yeah. and the classical always helps me with my uh, lead lead guitar. So. Um, it's just I a like really that. awesome experience, and you know, I'm I'm really looking to just get this done. You know, I, mean, I really am, and there's a lot of local studios in San Antonio, and I've been kind of, you know, trying to give a shout out to. So, mm-hmm. if I if I actually run into one, I'll definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, what I want to know is, um, what uh, what actually um, what actually brought you uh, brought you to this point of, um, of of all this music here? I mean, uh, we talked about trouble, and uh, I, there's a couple of other songs that you sent me. Humble Pie is another one that's really good too. What's yeah, it's recent. I only wrote that like maybe two weeks ago. It was oh. just a very recent song. Um, basically, uh, I got inspired by Willie Nelson. It's one of Willie mm-hmm. Nelson's songs. I'm not even sure what song it was, but it's just the way he was kind of singing. Yeah, I think I, that's what it was. It was for the Fourth of July. He he wrote a song or something, and he played something about the 4th of July, you know, something like that. So I kind of got into it, and I was just like, you know, um, transfixed by the idea, and I didn't really want to see what he was doing too much. Um, to, to, you know, I really kind of uh, got off on the contour of, of the, you know, the country kind of rock kind of theme. You know what I mean? Um, there's no shame in, you know, adding a little bit of country. It is our grassroots, definitely country rock, blues, blues rock folk, you know what I mean, all have common ground. So um, the song is basically, you know, just about what I'm going through, you know, every day. That's what every song is. It's just a reflection as art imitates life. It's just, you know, kind of telling you where I'm at at this moment in my life. So maybe later on we'll be able to look back and uh, see, you know, hey, that was that was an okay time, or maybe it wasn't. But that song is there to capture it. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? Um so let's come back to your poetry. I want to come back to your written word here. So uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, I do have poetry, um, I, although it you know it's been locked away for years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as a as a musician, I do try to rhyme. You know what I mean? Um, and not just rhyming in the first, uh, second, third, or whatever. You know what I mean? Just kind of a uh, taking rhyming to a different level. Um, but as 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 my poems are not even published right now you know i I really can't <laughs> dive into that there's a book of songs that that i've done and uh it's basically all the, the poems of yesteryear all the poems that i did when i was young like uh, young being in my 20s early teens stuff like that you know all those ideas are there so i have them it's just i can't sit there and recite them and i wish i could <laughs> i wish i could but i've moved yeah, on to music and and books and stuff so so tell me about the Indie Book Fest that you attended recently. How was that? Oh, it was just very awesome. Like, I've never seen so many people that were just a sci-fi fan. And uh, mm-hmm. they really came out of the woodwork, you know. Um, all of the awesome progress that uh, C.M. Bratton did, she, she you know, worked her, she worked her uh, little butt off. You know, if I could say that, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Promoting this event, you know, and she really did a a damn good job, you know. um, So basically, the word was out, and it was everywhere, and everyone knew about it. 
Um, That's awesome. Awesome place, perfect place to release some books and, you know, really talk to the people. Uh, so I got to know some really interesting folks. Uh, you know, it's just something that I would like to just keep going and, you know, going, going, going with. You know, you kind of kind of uh, take a back seat sometimes as a writer. And uh, you, you're like, okay, I'm done with the trilogy. I'm done with the series. But, you know, I always say that. And people are always coming back, you know, with something. Um, and life always kind of comes back and makes a swing to, you know, um, allow you to have that creative space again. So um, I'm definitely going to, you know, come back to it. Um, but I wanted basically to empty my cup, which was full of ideas and just, you know, over the years. And I just wanted to empty that into these books, you know, so I can move on. So that's basically the reason why I did all of this. I gotcha. I understand. So that. I can have a little so, bit of free creative space, you know. So we can definitely say at this point that you have, um, you would you would do this in a heartbeat again. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I would definitely be there. Yeah. I mean, they even allowed me to play a couple of uh, songs or whatever, you know. And I played my new song Humble Pie, you know, so um it you know, it's just something I really want to identify with the people and it's not about, you know, being a star or like, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're they're going to get your signature and your picture and it's 20 bucks. It's not about mm-hmm. that for me. You know, it's really about um do you like my books? You know what I mean basically. And uh the books are written because um, we all adore the iconic uh, horror actors and everything like that. We've all grew up right. on that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. what I mean, so I'm just basically bringing it to life, you know, and, and basically in new pages. And uh, I have my friends to thank for that. I have my mother to thank for that, you know, because they've all been supportive. And even even you know what people call refer to as haters, I also thank them too because those are the ones that really have inspired me in the beginning with Control Factor to really drive me to that point. You know, to where I can just express myself and, you know, let the other things slide. Mm, very good. <laughs> I like your attitude, and that's the kind of attitude that you need to have. And um, you just, and that's that's a serious muscle to exercise and just keep it going because it can only get stronger. It can only get better. Very, very cool. Well, yeah, and you know, also too, it it helps you deal with uh, certain issues in life. Um, so you don't have to go out and, you know. Uh, do something that you just regret and you can just sit there and do it on paper and there's no regrets you know I mean, you just uh basically created your own character and you can kill them off if you wanted to you know what I mean? so oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so it's up to you you know it really okay. is and and um san antonio is just the best place for this it's just crawling with activity and crawling with people mm-hmm. that are um talented and insightful you know so those are the people i want to reach out to all of you Absolutely. Um, tell me something. Uh, what other places have you traveled? I've been to L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Fright Fest, mm-hmm. and uh, I met Clive Barker, and I gave him a copy of one of my books. I met him last year, and uh, I gave him a copy of Darkness of Heart. Oh, no, yeah, Darkness of Heart, that's what it is. It's backwards for A Heart of Darkness, because that's one of yeah. my favorite books. But it's actually my own book. It's a collaboration series. It's a series of short story, you know. Um, and the collaboration is basically just that. Uh, my friends and colleagues, you know, have inspired this and just kind of spark it. And I just kind of give it the gasoline, you know, and just keep going on it, you know. So um, give me an inch and I'll give you a mile. That's my thing. Yeah. Yes, um, and two things I wanted to add. Joseph Conrad is uh, is a brilliant writer, and uh, that's that's very cool that you um, 
you seek him as an inspiration for your book, number one. And, uh, and and number two, I do have one little piece of advice to all the writers out there, and I have to tell you this: you'll get you'll get a kick out of this. I love this. Um, don't hesitate to kill off one at least two of your characters for housekeeping reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Um, there's a, actually a wonderful man that uh, writes uh, these great books about how to read novels like a professor and how to read uh, literature like a professor. His name is Stephen Foster, and that's one of the things that he says is that don't hesitate to kill at least two characters in your book for housekeeping reasons, which is great, absolutely fabulous. Um, among other things here, uh, we talked about the written word, we talked about music, and I still want to get into a little bit more about traveling here. Um, what are some of the places that you'd like to visit in the near future? Oh, definitely New Zealand. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I would like to just go uh, and see those guys with the, you know, that make those gestures with their faces, mm-hmm. whatever they call them, the warriors, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just uh, see, see them doing their thing, I guess. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, check out those fjords. They just kind of descend up into the sky forever. I mean, I like geology. Geology really influences me, you know, Mother Nature, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it, in its rawest, finest form, you know, um, it's it, it's a gem that, you know, we can all just get used to. Um, but there, definitely, I was thinking about maybe Ireland, you know, just to kind of travel my roots a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely England. I would definitely want to go to England and, you know, go play in a pub or something, play a couple of my songs, you know, mm-hmm. see what happens. So, Very cool. You know. Oh, wow. Um, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you listening out there, um, please check out the links on my uh, on my link here, on my show link. You can find um, all of Patrick's endeavors on here. We've got um, partybug76.wix.com uh, slash patrick-neal. Uh, we got facebook.com slash controlfactor76, and we've got a soundcloud.com uh, slash blind-alley76. Very good. And also we have his Reverb Nation page, which is uh, uh, reverbnation.com uh, slash blind-alley76. Very cool. Um, so please check that out. Uh, like, love, and share on Facebook. Um, I will definitely promote the show on Facebook. Um, on Facebook as well. Um, again, I'd like to s- and express uh, my, my thanks to Stone Tone Guitars uh, for giving me a, a wonderful opportunity to do the show this evening, and um, also to um, to my friend Billy Carlin once again, very very wonderful man who's been supporting my, my radio show since he became a, a, a listener himself. And um, I would also like to thank Bongo Boy TV for um, for being a really wonderful group of people for bringing GPR from the internet onto the television screen so be sure to check out my post on Facebook about Bongo Boy Television I'm very very proud to be a part of their team and um, having to do all the things that I do because all the shows that um, um, that are on here that come from here they are going to be um, displayed on their on their show links at their um, at, at their station so they actually support GPR from um, from from the web and onto the small screen so uh, be sure and check that out. They actually have my show link, uh, blogtalkradio.com slash gypsypoet. So uh, be sure and check that out. And um, also check out bongoboytv.com. And um, let's see. And, of course, I have another group of friends that are, that are absolutely brilliant people. They are V8 Custom Guitars. And um, they 
they've done wonders for various different people, for ZZ Top and, of course, our buddy Jay Leno. Very, very cool people. I love what they do also. So um, I'm very, very proud to to be a part of their team and part of their lives. And uh, Facebook does wonders to connect people. Um, Patrick, what I want to do is I want to come back to you a second here. I want to know a little bit about the gear that you use. Do you have, what's your what is your acoustic guitar? Uh, my acoustic guitar is an Ibanez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cool. just a standard um, standard Ibanez classical guitar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I basically mic it up. You know, with with a little button mic on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can use that and and basically you know throw it in my amp, and my amp basically has all these nice flavors and you know sounds and everything. So I'll be able to get a nice warmth and texture. You know, I mean, um, whenever I'm playing, you know, to sound like clear of the strings, or also have an Epiphone Les Paul. Uh, that's mm-hmm. my electric guitar. So I, I go from ac- acoustic to uh, electric. Um, of course, we obviously know these are different sounds. Um, is it uh, is it easy for you to transit from one instrument to the other? Uh, not really. Um, sometimes uh, just because the spacing of the strings, you know, I mean, you basically have to automatically mm-hmm. adjust uh, to the smaller strings. Uh, but it is what it is. And in the setting where I'm performing and I have no time to, you know, even think about that, then that doesn't even apply. You know what I mean? So I have to do what I have to do at that moment. You know what I mean? Um, and just keep playing and, and providing that musical entertainment, which I agreed to do. You know, so um, to me, music is just is just that. It's just something that needs to be done. And uh, once it starts, I mean, um, yes, I mean, I definitely want to have you know like a collision of uh, classical and the electric, you know, with blues and everything like that. And but it's really hard to meld all of that together. You know what I mean? So. Uh, that's the reason why I, I switch out instruments all the time. Okay. Understandable. Um, so, um, in, the, in the last few minutes here of our in, uh, of our talk here, uh, what I'd like to know more about you here is, um, wh- oh, wh- what are you aspiring for the rest of 2015? Uh, I'm definitely gonna get my album together. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely gonna, um, you know, start thinking about. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some of my short stories and in, involved with Stacy um, acting and stuff like that. I want to go ahead and start talking to the New York Times, you know, about my books and uh, you know producers. That's my really next step. That's the reason you know. There's always a reason why you're doing something. Um, so just really promoting the music, getting it you know to a to a nice uh, LP, and then um, yeah, just just uh, bringing life to my books. That's basically. You know what I really have to do at this point is push everything, push That's everything. Very good. So, very good. Yeah. Um, now uh, the last bit that I want to get to is um, let's um, let's talk a little bit about any short plots that you have going on in your books. Okay, uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. <laughs> Fumbling through a box. Let's see here. Okay, well, I can just uh, read to you a little bit here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, this is called Engines. Mm-hmm. 
Burning Sky sat on this table on the streets of New Mexico as a roadside merchant. He showed his dark brown face as he laid all of, all of handcrafted jewelry made from silver and turquoise. The sun sparkled off the jewelry, attracting several tourists. As the sun moved by in the sky, he sold most of his turquoise embedded silver cup bracelets and rings, blah, blah, blah. So this guy's like basically a merchant. And, uh, you know, some, some drunks come on through, you know, uh, Texas roughnecks, I guess you can say, back in the day. And uh, they go ahead and rough him up, you know what I mean? And um, he basically, you know, gets this magical gift from his ancestors and he becomes like super super Indian guy, you know what I mean? So he was able to exact revenge on these guys, you know, because he, he gets all these powers and stuff. So I don't know. <laughs> In a nutshell, you know what I mean? Uh, th there's different ones, definitely. Okay. Always a good thing. Um, last but not least, um, have you ever taken a poem and turned it into a song before? Um. No, but um, I rhyme the same as I'm okay. uh, writing a poem or, well, actually, well, I don't know. That's a very good question, you know, and mm -hmm. no, I mean, honestly, I don't think I have because I, I view them as separate, you know, entities almost. So mm -hmm. if it's a song, then it has to have a certain meter, you know, yeah. for, in my opinion, I guess. But um, I'm sure it could be done. So yeah. it's definitely something worth trying. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I asked that question for a reason, okay? Because to me, poetry and music and songwriting are are, are still two very different monsters, <laughs> but there but there's a, an eerie similarity to them because of the fact that they have to rhyme. So um, not always with poetry. Poetry doesn't always have to rhyme. But the point is, is that um, there's um, there's still the same sentiment. There's still the same. Uh, the same scheme, in a sense, like rhyme scheme and meter. So they're kind of blended in a way, but one uses something more than the other. Poetry, mm -hmm. there, there is, you know, there's also there's a certain meter, but with music, it just takes it a step further and adds a little bit more of a drama string and uh, things of that nature to the whole um, to the whole entity. So I mean. Um, Sometimes what can happen is that you can have an idea and you can set it aside for a poem and then all of a sudden you see or hear something in there that's got a nice flow to it melodically. So mm -hmm. that's something to, to give you the heads up on in terms of writing. And I mean, in terms of that, I mean, I do see the similarity because I'm actually, you know, like I said, it's my craft uh, as a songwriter, and I'm sure you understand um, yes. the writing uh it's similar to a poem, I guess you could say. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I would still write a poem about something that I'm going through. I'm not writing about, you know, something that's fantastical unless I'm thinking about something, you know, beyond uh, the depths of human perception or something. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I'm usually, like, on the table, face value mm -hmm. with my music. Very good. Okay, so we are now just uh, slowly wrapping up the, the episode here of GPR and BTR, and uh, you have given me such an array of of, um, of elements here to introduce the world to you and you to the world. And um, I'm very happy that you've called in because you have um, a diverse um, element 
you you uh, you can write poetry, and of course you you write music really well. And uh, you picked up quite a lot through all these uh, genres that you've learned from, from old school rock and all the way to um, classical guitar, which is a very difficult thing to do, honestly. Um, it's, um, gravitating towards more, uh, more the classical realm, it's because you have to have a you have to have a variety of technique, and you have to have yeah, uh, precise technique. Yes, precise yeah. technique and a certain nimbleness to your fingers. And so that that's, um, it is a quite a difficult task to do. So very, very much so I'm, I can say I'm proud of you for, it, for even attempting that. Cause, uh, and, and it takes a lot of practice and a lot of mojo to pick up the, the guitar classically. Well, there's and, also uh, one more thing that kind of takes also is something, you know, it's, it's drive. And drive. Um, if you're drawn to it, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I can just, if you're drawn to the melody and the A minor, you know, holds so much so much potential. It's not even funny, mm-hmm. right? Um, so then, you know, it's, it's, it's a driving force. Yes. The video that I saw of you on Facebook, I have to say, you you have quite a nimble touch. You do, and and you you should be proud of yourself because playing classical guitar and the way that you play it is uh, is a feat of excellence. I will tell you that. Um, not. Um, I, I've met a lot of musicians, in, in the last, especially in the last few years, and especially doing GPR. And um, there's uh, there's another individual that I um, I had on my show a few weeks ago that you just might like. Um, you might like watching him play. His name is Ben Woods. He's an absolutely amazing guitar player. He's known as the flametal phenomenon. He can take uh, most uh, any most metal anthems and he can turn them into um, beautiful flamenco themes. Absolutely fabulous. So you can look him up on YouTube. He's an amazing character with uh, with a, a nimbleness to him as well. And um, I, I think the two of you could have a great trade-off there. Absolutely amazing. Um, the last little bit, i got less than a minute to go. I just want to say thank you so much, Patrick, for calling in on my radio program. I think you, you're talented. you got mojo and you got substance. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do for the rest of 2015. Good luck on your books and good luck on your album, most of all. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can do me a favor and look up on the screen and check out his links that I have listed there. I've mentioned them before. I won't mention them again, but I will share the show link on Facebook and many other places. Thanks again to Bongo Boy Television for um, helping uh, promote GPR. I just want to say thank you to Stone Tone um, for, um, for promoting GPR as well, and my, and my buddies over at V8 Custom Designs. Absolutely amazing people. Thank you so very much for everyone calling in, and every and also you, Patrick, for calling in and um, and, and doing the radio program. You are an awesome musician, and I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. Okay. Alrighty. So look out for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you bet. All right, guys, this is the Gypsy Poet signing off saying adio for now. Later.